What's up, Cowboys Nation? We are live in Dallas right now, but this episode you're going lis- to listen to, it's actually more of a roadcast because we're saving that special 100 number for a special day. Um, but this podcast is a roadcast and we were driving on our way from kansas city um we just come from minnesota to kansas city and then continued on from kansas city to dallas and uh we're just on uh instagram live engaging with anyone who wanted to come on ask some questions or just uh share some comments and so we chat for about an hour on the instagram there'll be another of these coming out i hope i keep i keep um lying about some things here, but uh, I hope we'll also have a, a TikTok uh, cast. It doesn't really matter to you. This is the audio version, but if you're interested in actually seeing those, go to our social media channels, at Cowboys Can Fan. We're on the TikTok. We're on the Instagram. We're on the Twitter. I think we're actually on the Facebook, and we're going to get that rolling a little bit more, too, but uh, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, those are, those are our big ones. And uh, you can also, of course, go and see... Uh, all of our clips from this week as well We are doing some game vlogs There'll be another one that we're going to be filming today Will come out sometime this weekend I'm sure uh, But uh, there is our Minnesota Vikings Dallas Cowboys uh, Throttling of the Vikings uh, Game vlog up right now on YouTube.com slash Cowboys Can Fan Podcast So make sure you go check that out Unless you j- don't ever want to see us uh, Then just stick to the auto version and also, just a quick heads up in this episode, um, we we had an audio issue with Adam, and so his volume's really low. We do apologize about that, but it is what it is. Um, I think you'll still enjoy this cast. Um, and also, a big shout-out to the Grid Network and the LandryHat.com, the official home of the Cowboys Can Fan Podcast. All right, enough of me. Let's get into it. Like I was saying, I have lost my voice. I lost it from the Vikings, Cowboys, absolute ass whooping that we witnessed live. I basically were screaming for four hours straight. So my voice is a little bit on the fritz, but uh, I'll do my best here to talk and chat. So what we're doing right now, now that we got everything up and running, we are currently driving from Kansas City, uh, Missouri to Dallas, Texas. We're currently somewhere in the depths of Oklahoma. We just stopped to have some barbecue, and we thought we'd hop on and talk some Cowboys football to kill the last couple hours of our trip. So if anyone's got anything in chat that they want to talk about, fire it in there, and AJ's going to do his best to answer questions as we kind of just bullshit our way through some stuff. No, I'm coming in. Uh, Adam's actually out with... Uh, and uh, not an illness. Out with a uh, a responsibility of having to drive us. He's usually the one taking the questions in chat. But I'm gonna do my best to fill in the role. I'm just a band aid, uh, so don't expect a, as good a job. But we got CJ Roadhouse um, telling us sounds great now. So Boom. that's me getting my seatbelt on. So we're large and in charge. Now that we're now that we're driving, we can do one of these. Crack me. Got him, son. Now, these are the world-famous non-alcoholic brews that they sell in, in Oklahoma. That's a lie. But the driver's not getting into them, so that's okay. Oklahoma, you're allowed to as long as you're the passenger. And for those watching, don't be surprised when I turn into uh, Mr. White here when the... The exposure gets, uh, I look like I'm a glowing... All right, so what do we got going on here? Coming up this this Thursday, New York Giants. AJ, I heard you kind of talking a little bit about it while we were kind of scrambling. 
I know I heard you say a little bit about OBJ. We'll kind of talk about that uh, that You're, side quest a little bit. Yeah, a quick question, though, that I think um, before we jump into New York Giants, just because it's about the game that we were just at in Minnesota. Yep. Uh, what, uh, this is from Jeremiah Hernandez, 2006, one of my best years. Uh, what would you rate our run defense on Sunday versus the Vikings? Oh, man. I mean, anytime you... Anytime that you prevent a guy like Dalvin Cook from running uh, more than 100 yards, and the, the, the Vikings actually as a whole had under 75 yards, anytime you do that and hold the team to three points, I mean, I've got to give them a 10 out of 10 for run defense. We were worried about the run game coming into, into the game because we had given up consecutive games of 200-plus yards. So holding the Vikings down to 75, under, under 75, that's... Pretty pretty amazing. I definitely got to give them a 10 out of 10. Yeah, it's hard not to, um, especially just considering, like, if we're, if it's a comparison, it's 100% 10 out of 10. It's got to be. Yeah. And, like, and if you don't want to give it 10 out of 10 because you're one of those guys that doesn't want to give something perfect, it's at mo- it's got to be at least a 9.5 out of 10, in my in my humble opinion. That I mean, we were there live. The, they're, Minnesota as a whole... Like not just our running defense, our defense period, they they did nothing. Like Trevon Diggs shut down Jeff, Justin Jefferson, uh, T.J. Hawkinson. I think had the most receptions for five from the Vikings, and like our defense was just amazing. Seven sacks against Kirk Cousins. Micah Parsons was all over the place. Um, Dorrance Armstrong was notching a couple sacks. Like it was just a, it was the best performance our defense has had this this year. Uh, also, a really good. Uh, offensive performance too. Tony Puller coming out to play. I mean, me and you already know that, but Adam's having a hard time. Our crack and player of the game, Tony Puller, swallowing that one. I, and I like to throw a little crack at Adam uh, while he can't defend himself. I can't even reach over and mute you. So, so Adam, Adam had voted Dak Prescott as the player of the game. AJ and I went crack and player of the game. Tony Pollard with his amazing two touchdown performance and 189 combined yards. Uh, but everyone on the team plate, I think, could get a, a honorable mention for Kraken player of the game. Oh, yeah. And now we're coming into, um, what is it, week, week 11? Week 12. 12. Week 12, geez. Uh, they, the Cowboys actually are playing, what, uh, in 12 games, three? Three games, yep, three, three games, games in 12 days. 12 days not 12 games. So it was, they started that off with the, new, or, uh, the Green Bay Packers, which we obviously we lost to. Then we traveled to Minnesota, and now they're back at home at AT&T Stadium, where we are currently traveling to. If anyone's wondering why we are in a vehicle, it is because we're currently driving to AT&T Stadium to be live in attendance for the Thanksgiving Day matchup against that NFC Beast opponent, the New York Football Giants. And like we usually uh, keep this... Um, and, and we'll definitely these. We're not going to lock these scores in, but we have DJM underscore Smooth twenty six asking us, "What's your prediction of the Cowboys and Giants game?" Uh, it's 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 early to say. It's a divisional game. It's going to be closer than everyone thinks. Then again, I also thought the Vikings game was going to be close. This team's a little bit hard to gauge, but I always expect division matchups to be fairly uh, close games, just because. They know each other so well, right? Like Dak Prescott's played against the New York Football Giants eleven times, so this is going to be his twelfth time playing. He's nine and two. I'm going to say he's winning this game with a score of. I'm going to go. I'm going to go a little unconventional. I'm going to say twenty nine thirteen. 
yeah. I'm going to go off of that win. I'm just going to kind of bookend you. I'm going to go 31-10. 31-10. You have a better chance. 31 is a better, better chance to... 29, you don't see 29 very often. That's what I'm going no, how, for. How, how do you how do you get 29? Well, you'd need at least you'd need uh, you four touchdowns. No, you can't even get four touchdowns because you can't get one point. You'd have to get three touchdowns and then a a, a touchdown and an extra or two point conversion. Ah, so you'd need four touchdowns and out of one of those touchdowns, you need a two point conversion, or you'd need a mess of things like missing extra points and getting field goals. But it's not a very conventional. 29 is not a very conventional score. No, and one of the ways that we're going to keep the score low is by containing Daniel Jones. We have Charles 2625, which is weird. It's a weird sentence to say, but uh, what do you think um, the best way to keep Daniel Jones from scrambling so much? And why not spy on him? I think you got to spy on him. I One of the main ways to stop him, though, is you, you, sick the dog, you sick the lion on him. You get the lion, Micah Parsons, up on that line and you let him go. You let him go, and then you you get a couple linebacker or a linebacker playing contain. The first matchup against Daniel Jones, he did have a few nice running plays against us. I honestly would, if if all their if their whole offense is running through Daniel Jones and his scrambling ability, I already think we have the game won. What we can't let Daniel Jones do is pick up uh, in, important third downs and then pick up touchdowns when he's in the red zone. And the way to do that is, yeah, you have to spy him. Do we know who we want to spy with? I think you go with a combo of guys. I think you could go Mike. Uh, I'm very, I'm very, very, what's the word? I don't want to use Micah Parsons for anything other than lining up and going for the quarterback. Like I don't really want to use Micah as the spy because if he's spying, he's not in heat-seeking missile mode, you know? Yeah, and, and how they used him last game, I mean, that whole offense was just... Uh firing on or sorry that whole defensive line plus michael was just firing it on all cylinders everyone and and bring on bring up uh j-ron include him in the mix because sometimes he's just going to come up we had a sack jaron had a sack against the vikings like i said we had seven sacks against the vikings pretty sure dorance armstrong had two yeah micah had two d law had one jaron kierce had one and then someone else in the mix ended up getting one so it was a pretty pretty remarkable game by the defensive line actually speaking of defensive line Right now, we lead the NFL with 42 sacks. Wow. And in the history of the NFL, at this point in the season, I don't think anyone, and I might be saying this wrong, I was reading this this morning in, in the hotel on the shitter, um, I don't think anyone's had this many sacks as quickly in a season as the Cowboys' defense. So we're on a, we're on a historical pace right now. And on the other side of the ball, we have uh, Tyler Smith. Uh, uh, Ski Mask Manny, sorry, Ski Mask Manny says he's excited for Tyler Smith to try out left guard. Didn't Smith play a little left guard earlier in the season or in? Uh... No, not yet. On, on on Sunday, Sunday they kicked they kicked Tyler Smith. He did in training camp. You're right. So Tyler Smith was at guard at training camp until Tyron Smith got banged up and was out for uh, a substantial amount of time. Yeah. That's when they rolled Ty Tyler Smith out to left tackle. But on Sunday's game, during Sunday's game, they did kick Jason Peters out to left tackle and brought Tyler Smith at guard. In I'm assuming anticipation of having Tyron Smith back at tackle, so then Tyler Smith can roll back to guard. And having those two guys on that left side is going to be a thing to watch. So then, what do you do with Jason Peters? He's probably just going to be either one. He's either going to get released once they bring 
Tyron Smith back or he's going to be a rotational piece. I'd be very surprised if they don't snip him once Tyron Smith is back, which is unfortunate. He's played decent, but it's it's part of the game. It's the role he came into play. Um, let's see. AJ's just looking through chat. Everyone in here, we appreciate it. We're getting lots of com lots of comments, which is awesome. Lake uh, Lake Como Crip says, "Thank you guys for reacting to my story." Hey, man. Yeah, man. It must have been good because we don't play. We appreciate you. We re we appreciate you reposting us, man. Yeah. Anyone that reposts us, I usually do the best to comment on it and repost it. So we appreciate the the feedback. We got a. Uh, Agtown underscore Mitchell agreeing 10 out of 10 on that D-line. Yeah, on the, on the I'm, defense I'm playing 10 out of 10. Okay, I mean, we just can't get enough of it. I mean, I've had enough of it. We've had enough of it, but the media can't. And, and until he gets signed, until he gets signed. But what do you think OBJ's role would be if he did sign with Dallas? And that's from Connor Lennonhan. I think he ends up playing that traditional wide receiver role the thing with obj though when he was in los angeles is he did play out of the slot quite a bit but i like cd lamb in the slot i think you roll cd lamb in the slot and then you can get obj out to the left and gallop out to the right and you gotta stopping those three guys would be a tricky task for any defensive coordinator i'm still on the page that i want them to sign odell i was a little butthurt after we got beat by the packers i said there was no way Odell was coming after watching the performance we just put up. But I think, actually, I said I, I thought he should go to the Vikings. <laughs> yeah. And then we ended up smacking down on the Vikings. So, I mean, we're still in play, obviously. Well, we get them. It's still, we still have to wait to see. But it, it would definitely bring some, some flair to the team. It's still in play, but we're not really... Um, who's the hot guy in the back says some trash <laughs> from Chilliwack or Abbotsford Mailer TC Callion I don't know who that is uh, how much better do y'all think our O-line will be with Tyrone Smith returning soon oh it's gonna help the guy's a Hall of Famer there's no way he hasn't he hasn't this year crack him if you got him son 20 in playoffs last year against San Fran would be his last time. He had that uh, that invulsion tear, whatever the hell it was called, in training camp, and which is unfortunate because it's it's been documented. Tyron Smith has had issues staying healthy in his last few years. The guy's got a lot of mileage on his legs, but if he can stay healthy, just his technique and experience alone is going to bolster the offensive line. So I'd just ask how how nervous do we think Tyron Smith is going to be coming into the back into the game? I don't think he will be. The guy's been in the NFL since he was 20. He's 31 now. I mean, maybe he might feel a little unsure on his leg, but I don't think he's going to question his ability or his his ability or his talents. Yeah. He'll definitely, when he, his first game back, anyone that comes back from a major injury is obviously going to be a little bit rusty. But 
we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. I, I still think him in there with Tyler Smith at guard gives us the best combo going into playoffs. So playoffs, if you can get him, if you can get him a few games under his belt prior to the postseason, it's just going to be good for everyone. Bro, you you lose your your voice for the I for lo- the game I, legendary. That's Tony Goat Romo. I, I lost I lost my voice at the Vikings game because I was literally screaming the whole time. I, I don't I don't think I stopped screaming from the time we got there till the time we left. So, Charles twenty five twenty five. Do you guys think we can keep Barkley below a hundred yards? Well, we kept Cook, and I know maybe some people think that they're on a different tier, but I think they're pretty close, and so. Yeah, I mean, who else is running it on the Giants? Our problem tends to happen when there's a strong one-two combination on the run game. I mean, I maybe that's just because most NFL teams have that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, it'd be nice to shut down Saquon. But even if Saquon gets over a hundred, I don't think that's a game change. Like him getting over a hundred yards, I don't think guarantees them a win. Do do we definitely want to stop? the new york giants i I think that i think the tier for me the number is i don't want to see them rush for more than 150 i would i wouldn't want to see them rush for more than 150 on us as a team but keeping holding saquon even to 100 yards that's a tall task the guys the lions did it so there's no saying that we can't but it is a tough task that's another thing i actually want to mention because the lions sorry the giants are coming off a a tough loss to the lions 31 16 or whatever it was and then we're coming off a huge moral victory against the vikings those kind of situations make me a little bit nervous it's kind of what happened to us last week like it's kind of the opposite what we lost to the packers we should have beat them and then the vikings had that big win against the bills now we're kind of in that role where we're coming off a big win against the vikings and our opponent coming up this week is coming off of a a game they probably should have won um who did they lose to the Lions. Right, you just said that. <laughs> no, what I was thinking of was uh, uh, our record here. So a win against the Giants puts us strongly into second. Yeah, a win against the Giants pretty much, it, it puts us, I don't I don't want to say 100% in the playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. but it's definitely going to help us securing that fifth wild card spot. I now, guess which would actually be the first wild card spot, fifth playoff spot. Yeah, I think um, key to, key to a victory here is just do what you did on Sunday. <laughs> whatever whatever your game plan was going into Sunday, keep rolling that. Keep running the ball. Take the plays where when they're there. Don't force anything. Don't throw it more than thirty times with Dak Prescott. We talked about it on the cast earlier. Dak had twenty five passing attempts. That's right where we want him to be. Uh, the Mac Moose asks where where are y'all at right now? We are in. Damas, I'm that. We, no, I don't think we're at Oklahoma City yet. We're coming up to Oklahoma City, basically. We're we're oh, we're in the depths of Oklahoma right now. We just stopped and had some barbecue. Hooked up the hooked up the gear so that we could do a little live on on Instagram here with with some of you guys. And now we're doing the last leg of our. Our 2022 road trip, which I'd say so far has been successful. I think to call it a, a full success, we need to get that win on Thursday. If we get that win against the Giants, we're going to call this a super, super fun and successful road trip. Um, I mean, look, 
I brought my TP20 jersey. I kind of feel like I want to wear it. Well, then wear it. You don't have to buy a new one for the game. He, has to. he doesn't have to. He has to. Well, I'm gonna. I gotta see if there's a. If there's a. Hey AJ, you message. don't. You don't have to buy one. No, but I did message J Ron Curse because look, he like he commented on on one of our Instagram posts. So I feel like we're probably pretty close now, <laughs> and so BFFs. Yeah, and so I messaged him. Uh, look, sign for two more years, and I'll buy your jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. We got to pay some bills real quick. Stick with us. I hate it when people say they got to pay bills, but we just had to pay bills. Let's get back to the podcast. He probably won't because he's on a one-year deal. It's a two-year 10 milli deal. Yeah, sorry. He's on a two-year deal. He's, he's in his first year of the two-year deal. So I, it, I'd be surprised. I mean, maybe they do get something done with him in they the offseason. Look, it would be another two-year deal, and I'll take that over the uh, Randy Gregory jersey that I bought. I'm looking at a Tyler Smith jersey. That if, that's that's I think my go-to either Tyler Smith or or, or uh, Sam Williams. We didn't really hear a lot of uh, Damone Clark. Oh, Lord Chewington in the house. What up, Steve? Yeah, I'm driving, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> we we lost Adam. He's in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> Here, just so just so everyone doesn't think we're fucking. Oh, I can't really move it. There, we, we did see him. Adam's over there, okay. We saw his arms. Yeah, so Ad's right. We can see Oklahoma City right now. We can see the buildings, a couple tall buildings going through it. This uh, sun is just lighting me up. There's no escape. Hey, you know what they say? There's no escape in that Oklahoma sunset. It's a, it's a, real, it's a real thing. Uh, let's see what we got. Eye on the road, AJ. That's right. Uh, we... Whoa. We will win against the Giants. Just have to stay locked until we play the Eagles again. That's Jonathan dot Batiste. Yeah, we all have that. We all have that date circled. We all want that December twenty fourth. I think the Eagle fan. They were scared last game, and they're going to be even more scared coming up here. Oh, there's a sheriff. Keep your beers down. Bruce Lou. Keep keep the brewskis down. Shit, we're hitting traffic, eh? Holy, look at that. We're redlining on the maps. Ski Mask Man, he's finally busting out the alternative jersey. That's it. That's that's what we're looking at, by. That's what I'm looking at, too. Thanksgiving Day throwback, baby. That's what I'm looking for. The Cats Meow with a bunch of underscores scores asks us, do you guys go to every game? No, but we do live stream every game on youtube.com slash cowboys can fan podcast yeah if you if you're if you're in this live right now and you haven't checked out our youtube we are going to be dropping a vlog from the minnesota game it's been edited adam actually was editing it editing it today while we were um well i was driving ad was doing the finishing touches so we're probably going to drop that i'd say tomorrow the 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 game day vlog from the vikings game it's it's pretty it's pretty funny it's a good time so you guys will have to check that out (laughs) <laughs> uh, Lord Chewington, aka the—I don't know if he's a—is he a, a bandwagon boy or no? Just the fourth member of the Canfan family. Um, he's he's the he's the, sh- he's the UK UK State. State. He says, "Aunt, have you been eating gravel?" <laughs> it feels last. My my throat feels like I've been eating gravel. It it really does. Actually, to be fair, my my throat's actually not even really sore. It's just. My voice is completely fucking gone. Shredded. You went gnar, bro. You went gnar on the game. So I'm trying to. I'm trying to have it. I'm trying to have it uh, be rested up for Thursday, but there's no no promise there. 
I'll still be screaming either way. Oh yeah, you can, after Thursday you don't need it for exactly. Who cares if, if I lose my voice on the weekend? I just need it back. So yeah, we are we're coming into Oklahoma City right now. We're hitting some traffic. Perfect time. For Have a sheriff beside us, so I can't take a sip of my beer. What time is it right now here where we are? It's four eleven. Four eleven. We're actually leaving Oklahoma City, and we're hitting the traffic that's leaving. Oh, it's all the. the, the ah, that makes sense. And I, I can pull up. I can pull up some stats too. Usually, that's what we have going. Let me do a little. So our arrival right now to our Airbnb is saying we're going to get there at seven thirty, Central Time. We left at nine thirty this morning, but we've had a couple stops. We stopped. Uh, we just stopped and had some Oklahoma, Texas. It was called Texlahoma Barbecue. Which we've kind of figured must be an infusion of Texas and Oklahoma barbecue. It was quite good. We all had brisket sandwiches. Brisket. So AJ's just getting up some stats right now. My phone's being used for the live. Ooh, so. shit! Power rankings, guys. Oh yeah, let's check out the power rankings. I know. Look how fucking bright I am. Hey. It's fine. Uh, okay. Well, what are our guesses? If you remember, we're go- we we uh, two. We're two. You're two. We're two. Yeah. Adam, power rankings. You can't. Ad loves saying the same. (laughs) Ad Adam just defaults to whoever said the number in front of him. Oh, you know what? We're number one. You're gonna say one? Okay, we're number one. Okay, and I will say three then. Number one is the Eagles. Fucking. Oh wait, hang on. That's USA Today. Yeah, you got to go NFL.com power rankings. So right now we're gonna check out the power rankings, see where our boys are sitting at right now. My get like I said, I think two. I think two would be fair, although you still do have to kind of take into account that Packers game. But who said three? AJ said three. I said three. That's probably the closest. Then you said one. Well, let's see. One is the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow, the KC Chiefs. Were we? We were just in KC last night. Yeah, they're playing. They're playing good. They're playing okay. So that obviously means the Philadelphia Eagles are number two. And coming up. The boys are Cal- number three. Dallas Cowboys, number three on the NFL.com power rankings. This is what you call a certified statement game. The Cowboys went up to Minnesota and lit up the Vikings in a 40-3 to win. That put the whole of the NFC on notice and buried the disappointment at the previous week's defeat to the Packers. Absolutely. We did it. We did it. And you know what? If we had a win against the Packers, we'd probably be... We might even have skipped over the the... The Eagles by now. Oh yeah, we would have. That Packers, that losing to the Packers is very big for us in the standings. Yes, it felt nice that the Eagles lost to the Commanders, but we also needed to win that weekend because it's it's going to be a tough task. The Eagles don't have that hard of a, a schedule finishing out the year. For us to be able to retake that first place crown, we need them to at least lose one more game. They lose one more game and we beat them. That puts us in the first. So they need to lose a game before we play them. No, they could lose it after, but it'd be it'd be nicer if if we were playing for first at the time. AJ's waving to everyone. Just waving. I don't know. It says wave, so I'm gonna wave. <laughs> or does it mean do this? <laughs> Hi, good life six four four six zero oh, four two one. Hi, Justin Rod twenty one. <laughs> Tony Chiba. That's a name I can get down with. Again, anyone just joining, we are currently driving from Kansas City 
Missouri, all the way to Dallas, Texas for the Thursday Thanksgiving Day game with the New York Giants at our Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, our second game um, going down to Dallas on Thanksgiving, and this will be our our third game as a Can fan. Second or, second game this week? Second game this week. Second game in on the Thanksgiving game. Um, who, who, did they play Giants last year? No, Raiders. Yep. And it was a good game, but lost, it was a loss. Lost in overtime. overtime. Rough. It was a really, it was a really good game. It just sucked that they lost. Yeah. Well, Jeez. I just have a, I, <laughs> I have a hankering. We are going uh, two and one on our journey, and one and one on our Thursday Thanksgiving games. Driving by the sheriff, he's gonna look over. He sees us with mics. <laughs> oh, did did he look over? Doesn't really matter. We're talking into a mic's not illegal. It's not. Excuse me, sheriff. You know, you know what? We've been pretty lucky. We've been pretty lucky as far as the weather. It uh, it was a little bit cold up in Minnesota, but Minnesota. it could have been worse. The driving the driving conditions were great. There was no ice. There was no. St- there was snow on the side of the road. There was what deers, yeah, the dead, deer. dead deers everywhere. I think we saw what ten, nine, nine. nine dead deer smoked on the side of the highway. And that was in what six hours of driving. So there was a very there was a risk of hitting a deer as we were driving in our rental car. We would not have wanted that. We're no. cruising right now in a VW Jetta, so that wouldn't do very well against a deer, a big old American deer. What I, what I really want to see the Cowboys do though is is continue this transition maybe it's not a transition maybe it's just how they're gonna do it um or maybe that's just it's a transition whatever you want to call it but tony polar getting more of the more of the action not necessarily more um running uh touches than than zeke but overall touches i the thing the thing i'm finally seeing and i'm finally agreeing to is i think tony pollard is the guy I've always been very on the fence about admitting that, but it, it's pretty clear that Tony Pollard is arguably one of the most electrifying running backs in the NFL. Yes. So you got to give the guy his, his due. But He's leading the running back leagues with uh, a 6.8 yards per yards after touch. Yeah, so what Ad was just saying is Tony Pollard right now is leading the NFL in, in yards after or yards per carry at 6.8. The thing with the thing with Zeke and Pollard, I think we they complemented each other pretty nicely on Sunday. Zeke still got in there and still because they they did bring Tony in on goal in the goal line and he wasn't able to pound it in a couple times and then they brought Zeke in and Zeke Zeke has a nose for the football or a nose for the end zone in 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 goal line situations. So I how they played both of them on Sunday, I just want to see us continuing to do that. Yeah, exactly. That was the right one-two punch, and Zeke. Still coming in there and scoring points, you know, fifty yards rushing, two touchdowns. You can't you can't scoff at that, especially when a lot of the the runs were goal line, right? So his, his yard per carry wasn't going to be huge, but he still got two touchdowns at the end of the day. Yeah, the still, hard the hard yards. Still helping out those fantasy teams everywhere. Um, I don't want to jump to draft, but <clears throat> Jeremiah Hernandez, two thousand six, and it might be way too early to even answer this. But what position would you be? Would you like to see drafted in the first round? I, we've kind of talked about it a little bit. It's going to be tough to say where we land on the draft board. We're more than likely going to be in the high 20s, hopefully 32nd. But 
at that point, I think you just got to go best as, as this is such a cop out answer, but you just got to go best player available in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. We got a lot of depth in a lot of positions already. I think you just got to stack up depth. Hopefully you get a starter. Uh, we're, we're, we're pretty much on the page where whoever you draft in the first round has to start. If it comes down to a close enough call, I say you go with that more than likely an offensive player, but um, if there is that person available on defense too, but you go for the player who's like a game changer. Or, yeah, or has well, because if, if you get a CB sitting there, yeah. right, like we could use a C, another CB. Oh, yeah. Uh, safety, I think we're, it depends what we do, right? It, I would take another CB. You, you're rarely going to see a, a safety. The Cowboys haven't drafted a safety in the first round and I can't even remember, 15 years or something well, crazy. You saw the issue we had with our against the Anthony Brown against the Packers and then when Anthony Brown went out uh, Bland wasn't doing wasn't doing too well so I think you're on the money with the, we need another complimentary cornerback it doesn't hurt and if you don't go cor- if you don't go corner with that first pick definitely second yeah uh, Keith underscore nine I don't know nine zero zero six oh five nine hundred thousand six hundred and five <laughs> Hey, Carpool Karaoke, and y'all sound horse <laughs> as shit from the game. <laughs> yep, we we're are. We're going to damn hard, LOL. Yeah, we, we were screaming. We were screaming and dancing and drinking. and It was a good it, it was a good game. We got some agree. We got a lot of people agreeing with our uh, Tony Pollard take. Um, you know, some people are not as nice about it with Zeke, but... <laughs> The, the issue with Zeke is his is his price right now, right? Like we're paying him quite a bit of money, quite a bit of. Well, here's what you're. Can't change, that right now. can't change it right now, though. So he's there. It doesn't matter. You, It'd be nice to get Zeke a Super Bowl ring. That's the team this year, but this is what we got to look for. You've got Zeke with one more year left on his contract, and you got Tony Poehler going to free agency. So you kind of got to make a decision here. Um, because what we what you don't want let Tony Puller go and then Zeke goes the year after and now you're stuck with fucking nothing in the backfield. But then they're also worried. Do they get into another issue with with Tony Puller? Do they end up paying him like they paid Zeke and then getting underused or an underused running back that's overpaid? The only argument against that is Pollard hasn't been used like Zeke was. Like Zeke, his first three years was he was putting in carries, right? Whereas Tony Pollard in his rookie contract, he he has some pretty fresh legs still. Oh, that sorry. That Keith was uh, Keith underscore Cowboys for Life on YouTube. Oh yeah, uh, what up, Keith? The thing that they keep saying about the the what the coaching staff or the running back coach continues to say about Tony Pollard is that he he can't handle thirty carries. Um, where Tony Pollard clapped back and said, "You know, I'll show you that I can handle more than thirty carries." Um, so they're they're possibly thinking that he doesn't have the legs to sustain that kind of electrifying um, runs if he's maybe above 20. I mean, they keep game game over game, they keep continuing to give him more snaps, so I think they could possibly be testing that theory out. Yeah, but he's a far cry from 30. You know what, I, I uh, going back to that first round, I mean, I would be pushing hard for one of those top-looking run, running backs, to be honest. That would, that would that would Running back's scary, though, to go in the first now. Especially in these situations, right? Like, if you could find another Tony Pollard in the third round or even someone close to him. Not to mention, we're going to have Malik Davis next year, too, right? Okay, talk yeah. a little bit about what we saw last night in the Monday night game with Debo Samuels and Christian McCaffrey and the way that they were both being utilized in a, in a wide receiver role and a running back role. That is essentially Tony Pollard. 
189 all-purpose yards. Two of his massive touchdowns were from from receiving touchdowns. Do you? Yeah, but he wasn't at, lined up as a receiver in those, right? No, he was no. still lined up but as Tony, a running back. Could you, could you see Tony Pollard doing some schemes? No. No. I don't think I don't think they'll do what they were doing with Christian McCaffrey, like having him. In, they have some in the slot, but I think just keep using him how we've been using him. Personally, that's just my opinion. I mean, do, do we benefit from, especially if we get OG, OBJ, do we benefit from having Tony Pollard? The only time I think you have Tony Pollard in the slot is if you have Zeke in the backfield. And then at that point, just have both of them in the backfield. Uh, do you think that they're going to allow Tony Pollard to go free and think that they could say, see the same type of production of uh, Crash Davis? No. They, okay, don't, don't Zach Wilson me. I'm going to. You're not letting me. <laughs> you're not. Can I? Can I? Can I say it, or do you want to keep asking the question? Okay, so, so let me talk. Then. Okay, thanks. So no, I don't, because Crash Davis one barely made the team. Ad's talking about letting Tony Pollard go because we think we have confidence in Malik Davis. They didn't even have confidence in Malik Davis to give him more than five carries a couple weeks ago. So do they have confidences in being a second, uh, the second back? To Tony Pollard, yes, I think they keep. If they keep Malik Davis, they're going to also keep Tony Pollard. Um, Cowboy seven zero six four nine six says, "I think the chemistry that they're using right now with the two running running backs is great." And I'm going to assume, whoa, we got some wild traffic action here. I'm going to think that you're talking about maybe the last couple weeks here. I think uh, you know you find these places in in sports or these opportunities in sports that are kind of like a bit of a gift. And having Zeke get injured um, or take time off, however you want to look at it, was a good thing because it allowed Tony Poehler to take control of the game unfettered or for him to be the the uh, top dog in the backfield. And so maybe that starts to change someone's opinion a little bit more to start to utilize them. I mean, we knew that for a long time. But uh, that, you know, when those opportunities come up and players make moment make something out of it, you got to take note of it. That truck we just passed had an Alberta uh, Alberta plate, fellow Canadian slugging it out through the Oklahoma traffic. And answer your comment, Adam, on uh, the Debo Samuel and uh, CMC thing. Certainly, you could probably utilize uh, Pollard as a CMC, but we don't have a, a Debo Samuel to kind of be doing that with so i mean he's a special i mean i guess technically we could be using tolbert but he's just or uh turpentine but he's just not the same physical threat like uh, athletically i think he, if, if i had to put comparisons i think tony pollard's more like debo samuel than he is christian mccaffrey like True. i think yeah. if if you're talking about a situation where we're kind of using like san fran Offenses like could compare to ours. If you had someone in our our in our offense to mimic a, a Debo Samuel's, our best player to do that would be Tony Pollard. Whereas Christian McCaffrey, I I don't really see him and, and Tony Pollard being that similar. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. It's just how I feel about it. I don't really know how to explain it. I just don't, I've I've always thought that Tony Pollard, and I'm going to say this very gingerly, is the poor man version of Debo Samuel. That's not taking anything away from Tony Pollard. It's just saying Debo Samuel's such a extraordinary right. athlete and yeah. like brick shit house. You just watch you watch Samuel play, and there's just something extremely different about him when he's out there. Um, it's not even anything like 
that I can really put a foot on, I think, a finger on. I think he's just an overall exceptional athlete and knows how to play football. He's um, a beast. Yeah. Uh, Keith says, are you guys driving down to, the, to Texas from Minnesota? Yes, we are. He says, I'm from Dallas but live in Colorado. Most of my family will be at the game. Nice. Yeah, we're, we're, so currently we're driving. It's nice of you to call us family. <laughs> we're driving right now from, in the whole scheme of things, yes, from Minnesota down to Dallas. But we stopped off at Kansas, in Kansas City last night, and right now we're about, what are we guys? Add three, we're three hours right now from Dallas. So we thought we'd hop on the live, shoot some shit, talk some Cowboys football. Retro Texas 214, fact. Facts. Tony can move like Debo. I think for the most part, the answer is yes. Especially how we've seen him moving. I was a big criticizer of Tony Pollard not believing that he could play those rough downs and get those rough yards, but he's been doing it. He has. He's actually looked pretty good running between the tackles. He's just got a different gear. He's got a different shake. He's just got a shimmer. He's got a. Some, he's got some. I don't know. Give me. Give me some words. He's got some shimmy in his tank. He's, he's got. I mean, he's. He's the lightning to Zeke's thunder. Yep. Uh, it would be nice if, if, uh, if they do decide to go in on all Tony Pollard and it possibly doesn't happen this upcoming season. Let's say Zeke's out of the picture. I mean, ultimately, it would be great if they could keep <coughs> both of them the way they are and Zeke kind of fulfill those tough yards. But, I mean, Tony Pollard would probably do fairly well with uh, uh, having a fullback running with him. Possibly trying to get some of those. Uh, I started thinking. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yes, that is our Uber driver who are uh, including in our <laughs> Uber Adam. <laughs> yeah. Uber the Adam. only thing with that, with that ad is I can't see Kellen Moore unless Kellen Moore's not the the OC. I can't see him changing his game plan. They do kind of go fullback sometimes. It's just not with the fullback. The problem is, but I, I do think Tony Pollard would be better with a guy out in front of him, kind of like a used Jack in, like like San Fran has type thing. Like Joey Jusak. Joey Jusak. Well, the, it's just the the uh, the position is dwindling because there's just not a lot of people in college ball, or or maybe the college game isn't isn't utilizing right. it. So it's just that the opportunity is not there to select that guy anymore, right? Like right. you remember Mike Allstott. Yep. Uh, I mean, mind you, he was essentially a running back fullback for the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But he was maybe, maybe, you know, and and I don't mean to uh, throw shade at any fullbacks after him, but he probably was maybe the last great fullback in the NFL. Like that people knew. That people knew and... You, I'd say use Jack right now is he's he is. he's pretty well known and gets a l- respect. And then there, I can't think of the name. There's the guy from the Ravens. Is it Ham or is that the running back? Anyways, he's just a fucking he's he, the guy's like 290 pounds. He's a fucking beast. He actually, I'm pretty sure started his NFL career on the D line and then got converted over to fullback. Oh, here we got Cowboy seven zero six four nine six. I don't know if you guys all know each other, but there's a bunch of you on here. <laughs> uh, what's up, guys? Coming down to Arlington to see the game Thursday. I'm from Jersey. You guys are great. Keep up the good work. We appreciate it, man. If you are out there at the tailgate, yeah, keep an eye open for us because we will be there. We will. We'll be the ones walking around screaming, drinking yellow bellies. 
screaming at the top of, top of our... Uh, I don't know how... What's I, going on? I don't know how well I'm going to be able to scream, but I'm going to do my best. No, you're going to do fine once you get your lungs greased up with some of that yellow belly fuel. <laughs> greased up with yellow belly fuel. <laughs> it looks like it looks like ads got us through the traffic. I love it. Well, it looks like we might be hitting another pocket. Just as I say it, we see yeah. taillights. We got some smooth sailing now. We are under three hours to Dallas, Texas. Feeling good. It's been a good journey. We we had an, we, we looked at our options to fly, and this just seemed like a better idea. The road we trip. We thought we were going to be able to stop in Kansas City and go to the draft uh, area, and that just wasn't going to happen last night. I mean, it now, but now seeing Kansas City, I think it would be a cool place to have the draft. It looks like they have some pretty good options. They could have the venue. I will say this: not knocking the Midwest states. But there wasn't that in the last eleven hours that we've been driving, there hasn't been that much to see. No, it's all looked fair, fairly the same, and I, I almost probably put this in comparison to when you're driving through uh, what we call the prairies in Canada. There's really not that much going on. I mean, it's a lot of highway and a lot of fields. Yeah, and then you stop at a, <laughs> a gas station and have a piss, pick up another. I've had a good time though. Oh yeah, Kansas City seemed cool. Minnesota, the the actually the people of Minnesota were extremely nice. Everyone was very accommodating, even if they did get their asses handed to them. But yeah, it's it's been the road trip's been fun. I'm just waving to everyone. Waving. AJ's waving to everyone joining. So anyone that has any questions in the chat, keep firing them in here. We're gonna keep answering them. They'd have to start getting down. They'd have to get down on the score. So if they started getting down by like the the weird the weirder question or the the more mind-boggling question is kind of when we were up against Green Bay and we were up 28-14, why did we abandon the run completely? Crack him if you got him up there. So ads ask, yeah, I don't, I don't know the answers to those questions. We've had some co questionable coaching decisions with the with uh, the run game in the during the Packers, and then the decision to not kick the ball in overtime when you know you got the guy with the leg when Money Mayer is going to knock that shit through the uprights. Coaching staff said that the winds were not in their favor. The winds were a little bit high in terms of where he was uh, kicking to, but again, after seeing him be able to boot that 60 yarder i don't think a little bit of wind would have affected money mayor wind is a huge factor the problem with it is like if it if it hits the ball and, ch and changes that angle so obviously that's what wind does um i don't i mean look to me you get points you gotta just get points when you have that opportunity i'm i'm really happy that i mean maybe i don't know if there was even a debate when we got down uh, after uh, Parsons did the strip sack on uh, Kirk Cousins for their first drive and we had an opportunity to score 
potentially go for it on that fourth down, we, we decided to kick it. I like that much better. Get the for sure points. Get the for sure points. And uh, I, to answer your question about um, something about what we would do with the offense, I don't know. I'm going to make up my own question now. My, Ad's, my Ad's question was, how do we prevent us from going back into full throw mode? Yeah. But so, we never know. You never know, really, no, like but, with but this offense. Kellen Moore needs to... Uh, I'll put it on his shoulders, and I could be wrong, but he's the offensive coordinator. You need to just see what came from that game and not get antsy. It's easy to say that when you're up, so you can, because you can just rely on the game plan that you're that you're playing because it's working. But you definitely like don't get excited. Move away from that when there's a two-minute drill that needs to happen, and you're down by eight or something like that, right? Like. That's when you got to move for that. Otherwise, trust your game plan all the way through. Don't just say, hey, we're going to play some huck-em-fuck-em football. <laughs> um, just there's no way. Even 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 if we're down by two scores, I still think our best option is to that's what I'm saying. keep like, running it. When you're in your two-minute drill and you have to score, yeah. then it's like, okay, now I see you might start throwing it a little bit more. But at the same time, if, if that got you, th- if that style of gameplay got you to that point I mean what we want to see is Dak throwing 25 times for 250 to 275 yards and then you know 180 to 225 yards running yeah that's the perfect game 100% couldn't agree more it's just well they end up doing that (laughs) yeah now the other good thing that I like to see is that there um you know realistically you look at our on our uh, receiving yards and like CD Lamb is dominating everyone 750 yards I think the next closest one is Noah Brown at like 380 or something under 400 anyways it's huge difference so like so you're saying in our receiving core in our receiving core you have CD Lamb who has inflated numbers compared to the rest of the crew yeah and he's just getting fed the ball so that's a little alarming but it was nice to see okay now they utilized those passes even though maybe some of them were just flats uh, to Pollard, spread the ball around a little bit more. Um, I don't mind having a boomer bust type of season with CD Lamb if, if he's going to have those 152 two touchdown <sighs> games and then go back to just getting 80 yards. In the Did he get a touchdown last game? No, yeah. he had like 40 and 40 and no touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. So, but which is kind of weird because we we had such a crazy offensive output, but it was basically all to running backs. Between Zeke and Pollard, we had, what, four touchdowns? So it didn't yeah. leave much room for the wide receivers to get their, their pickings. But I also I was looking at the stats, too. Clone zone. I shared it with our in our stat there. The clone zone of Ferguson and um, Hendershot basically have nearly identical stats. Of course they, start, they do. Yeah, they got, like, ten games or... Uh, yeah, 14 catches, almost the same yards. So who are we talking about right now? Uh, Ferguson and, and Hendershot, the clone zone. Yeah. Um, but, but of course, they were they were quiet last game too. Yeah, the, the Schultz was yeah. quiet. We didn't have much offensive output other than our running backs, which I'm okay with. If it gets us 40 points and our defense is playing good, playing well, and we're winning the time of possession. I'm all for it, and I, I honestly think everyone on the team's for it too. Would you Would you rather have 150 yards and lose a game, or would you rather have 40 yards and win a game? 
type type thing. Um. Okay, so we got a we we talked about this a little earlier, but Cowboys seven oh six four nine six. Forget which one that one is. Guys, I wanted to ask you, what do you think about Tyrone coming back and moving Tyler to guard? So we we like it. We touched it. We touched on that. We're I think we're all pretty happy about it. Uh, anytime you can bring a Hall of Famer back on your offensive line, you, it's not going to hurt you. Bandwagon Baba just dropped in. Bandwagon Baba in the house. <laughs> we got Matthew Barra three or Barra three or Barra three. Giants aren't going to win if the Cowboys play like they dis- like they disposed like they're supposed to. Cowboys gonna box out Barkley. I agree. If the Cowboys, I honestly, if the Cowboys play like they're supposed to, I don't know if anyone can beat them. In my opinion. I got a question for you guys. What what do you guys think about Jerry Jones coming out and talking Super Bowl now after the Vikings win? Classic Jerry. He's rotating. He just knows how to rotate story to story, baby. I think I think the biggest thing from that comment is the fact that he probably feels that they are eighty percent closing OBJ to say a comment like that. I feel like that's foreshadowing. Saw the game that they have. He knows that they're going to sign OBJ, and and that's why he's now guaranteeing. That the Bitcoin uh, Bama is coming in and he's going to help Bitcoin them win, King. A, help them win a, a Super Bowl. Does OBJ make us instant Super Bowl favorites? He definitely will help. I think, I think after the Vikings game, a lot of people's narrative on the Cowboys have changed. And now this game this game's going to definitely reinforce that or completely dismantle yeah. the House of Cards. If we lose, it's like Cowboys are doing Cowboys things. Yeah, if you if we if we lose to the Giants, it doesn't matter what we did to the Vikings. We we had said prior to this trip that if we needed to win one game out of these two that we were coming to watch, obviously we wanted to see us win against the the Vikings. But if we had to pick, we definitely need that division that division win against the Giants. You look though, um, the Eagles are making some moves or did make some moves. They, uh, Shit Sue, sir. Shit Sue. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Sue. Ndamukong Sue. Yeah, so, I mean, and there were some other moves, but the Cowboys didn't really do much, so if you're going to be doing anything, the reason OBJ is such the hot topic is because that's the real only big free agent left out there who, um, maybe due to his history, that he's regarded as someone who can come on and change a team and make them better. All right, well, thank you guys for listening to this episode here of the uh, Roadcast, the Instagram IG Roadcast with the Cowboys Can Fan. Uh, we appreciate it. We're going to the game right now, so depending when you listen to this, we may be pregame, we may be at the game, we may be postgame. But wherever we are and wherever you are, we appreciate you listening to this. So, uh, again, please come follow us on all the social medias at Cowboys Can Fan and also on the YouTube, youtube.com slash Cowboys uh, Can Fan Podcast without the uh, uh, or just go to CowboysCanFan.com. Uh, we got a little website. It's really janky, but it's got all the stuff there, too. All right. Thanks so much. Peace. Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today, we talk brainstorms with UX designer Brian. Let's go. First question. You thought you'd see everyone's idea in the team brainstorm, but you've got a grand total of one.
Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, right? Because in Miro, the team can add ideas now or later. And with privacy mode, we can keep them anonymous until they're good to share. Correct. Next, you need the best way to explain your idea, but all you have is a few sticky notes. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, because, you know, in Miro, I could record videos, add text, images, links, and digital sticky notes, of course. Present my thoughts the way I want. Right again. Now, you're looking for a past idea you thought was just genius. Only you could find... Oh! There it is. Drawing board or Miro. Our finished and unfinished work lives in one place. And he's won. Join over 60 million people getting ideas noticed in Miro brainstorms. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com.